You're listening to The Kin Podcast, episode number 21. And this is kind of like a happy birthday episode, because today is JJ's birthday, my wonderful husband of eight years, but it's been 11 years since we've been together. And it's actually the 12th JJ birthday that I celebrate with him. Not crazy how time flies. But in honor of his big day, I decided to share some thoughts on sharing a life with somebody, on partnering with somebody long-term, on marriage, and, you know, of course, love. Like everything we talk about on this podcast, I'm no expert at this, of course. I mean, cue you being like, then why am I listening? Click off this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm joking. What I mean is I don't have this whole marriage thing down to a science, you know, far from it. But wow, you know, we've come a long way and the long road that we have left to walk can always be improved. And I'm really interested in improving that. I'm really interested in dedicating myself to making life better for both of us, making the marriage better, making our family better, doing my part. So in lieu of singing him happy birthday on the podcast, I'll just discuss some slightly personal things. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not going to go. I will not betray you, J-Dog. <laughs> but I do have some things that I want to share and some thoughts on love and marriage that I think have been really helpful for me, really helpful to us as a couple, and I hope can be helpful to you as well. So what do you say? Let's do this. You're listening to The Kin Show, where we explore the intricacies of the human heart, faith, relationships, spirituality, parenthood, and more, celebrating our journeys as seekers. We believe in love, in giving more of it to every person we interact with and to ourselves. We believe in living with intention for our children, for our communities, and most importantly, for ourselves. We believe we are all one family, one kin, kindred spirits loved unconditionally by God. And we believe it's more important to actually know God than to just know about God. Seeker, writer, photographer, your host Marcella Chamorro shares perhaps way too many personal stories and asks you the right questions to help you uncover what's best for your life. This is not our practice life, so let's make the most of it. Are you ready to hear inspiring interviews and coffee table chats with Marcella? Grab a cup of coffee and prepare to transform your definition of your dream life. Here's your host, boy band lover and master of deep conversations, Marcella Chamorro. So like I said, today's JJ's birthday. But I know that 99% of you listening to this podcast have no clue who JJ is. And thanks, Dad, for being that 1%. So I'll give you some backstory on JJ and our love story, if you will. Um, I promise I'll keep it short, not too corny. Or how about I promise I just do my best with that. But I make no promises at all. So JJ and I met back in 2007. Actually... We had met a few years before, but I don't remember. And I think he doesn't remember either, but we have photographic evidence of this meeting. <laughs> but the point is, to our working memory, we met in 2007. I was in my last year of Boston College, my senior year, and he was living here in Nicaragua. We instantly hit it off. We had really good conversations. You know, I, I felt like I could talk to him forever. But there's a big age difference. I mean, there is a big age difference, still is. And, you know, it took me a little bit for me to be kind of come around to that being okay. You know, when you're 21, it's not cool. 
you know, quote unquote, to hang out with an older guy, maybe, you know, someone three to five years older than you, but not 11 years older than you, then, you know, JJ is 11 years older than me. So anyway, we, we got along really well and I finished up my time at Boston College and moved back to Nicaragua where, you know, we were hung out every day. We were kind of inseparable. And I knew from the very beginning that it was serious. You know, when we had first met and started going on like our first few dates, which our first date was at the golf course, he, you know, came over to my house and hung out with my family um, over my Christmas break that senior year. He invited me to be his date to a wedding, like on date like three. So it was serious from the very beginning, I guess. We both kind of knew that we were in it for the long haul. And at the same time, being 11 years older than, than me, JJ kind of gave me my space to be 21, be 22 and 23 and all that stuff, you know, never expected me to grow up faster than, um, than I needed to. And I never really put any expectations on him about his age or, or whatever. And we had a really good time dating. We dated for almost four years before our wedding day. So we had a really, really good Jalencia is how we say it in Spanish. You know, that, that dating period, that period where we just hung out and went on dates and traveled a little bit. And it was, it was a really good time. You know, and during that four years, there was that little piece where I was in Boston college and, a like 11 month piece where I was in Spain for my master's. Those were hard times, but the truth is that in the long run, it was, it was worth it. And I remember when I was leaving to Spain that first time for my master's, I was crying in the airport in Miami, like uncontrollably, like unconsolably crying. And I remember going to the bathroom and getting more and more and more tissue paper. Cause like it was just running and JJ told me, he's like, you know, one day we're going to laugh about this. And I remember like, I'm never going to laugh about this. But the truth is that like, yeah, I don't laugh about it now, but I look back and I'm like, it was a, a blink of an eye, you know, in the long view, you know, in the long term view of what our relationship is. And then, you know, we've been married for eight years, eight years and two babies later, here we are. And, you know, now I am turning 33 later this year. JJ's turning 44 today. And like I said, it's the 12th birthday that I celebrate with him. And I still remember that very first one. I could tell you every single detail of that very first birthday of his that we spent together, what we did, what we ordered, like everything, because it was so new and so exciting. I don't remember much about the other ones. Sorry, J-Dog. But, but, um, I still can't believe it's the 12th birthday. Anyway, all this to say that, you know, I make it sound all, you know, beautiful and, you know, rainbows and sunshine. But the truth is that blending two lives isn't easy. You know, it hasn't been easy for anyone because anyone that tells you that they have a wonderful marriage or a wonderful partnership, a wonderful relationship with no problems and no arguments and no staleness or no anything is a liar. I would use an expletive here, but this is not explicit content. A liar, bold-faced liar. Blending two lives isn't easy. You know, you spend 
in my case, it was 21 years before I met JJ, forming myself, my own preferences, my own beliefs, my own, you know, future idea of like what I vision, what I wanted for myself in the future. And JJ, in his case, was 32 years of forming himself and his ideas and what he wants for his future, how many kids he wants. I have another idea of how many kids I want. How many years do you want to date before you get married? The other one has another idea. Like there's just, you know, one saves a certain way. Another one spends a certain way. There's all these different things that every single person has that are not things you have in common. They're all separate ideas and preferences and beliefs and views about life and the future that then suddenly you have to like merge into one life because the idea is, you know, over time as a relationship progresses, you move in together, you get married, you have children. I mean, if that's your thing and you end up living a very, very close quarters life with this person, right? And you can't diverge on too many beliefs. Of course, you can disagree about lots of things. We disagree all the time, but you can't disagree about the fundamentals because you forming one life together, right? And blending two very separate lives into one and merging them is not easy. You know, a long time ago, I heard this idea about relationships. It said that the two people that are in a relationship are like two trees. And sometimes in relationships, the two trees grow, but their their branches intertwine and they get tangled, and they start keeping each other down. So the two trees merge so much that their branches and their leaves and whatever grow into one being, and they keep each other down because they're so tangled. They can't grow upward toward the sky as a tree usually does, right? Grows up. The other option is if the two people in a relationship are like two trees growing side by side, And they're growing stronger together, but they're not keeping each other down. And that, I think, has kind of formed my idea of what a successful relationship should be like. You know, you're together, but you don't have to be together in all things. You agree on stuff and you have a similar worldview, but you don't have to agree on all the things. You're not the same person. You're two people who choose to love each other. And in that sense, JJ has been an incredible partner because... You know, a lot of people might from the outside be like, what? Like Marcela and JJ, people who know us personally, like, how does that even make sense? You know, they're into different things. He's, you know, significantly older than her. Like, what's the appeal for each of them? What do they see in the other? Like, why was it such a click? And it was kind of an instant click, to be honest with you. So it makes sense to me that what JJ allowed me to do is just to keep growing He didn't, you know, in any way hinder my growth. He didn't in any way stop me. I mean, honestly, honestly, people, you know, when I'm like, oh, we're just newly married. No, I'm going to quit my job and write a book, an ebook on Amazon Kindle when like that wasn't a thing in 2011. Like that wasn't really a thing. You could read books on Kindle, but like to put a self-published book out there was kind of like, what? He was like, you do that. Awesome. You know, and I'd set the alarm at 5.30 in the morning and wake up and write with my tea and whatever. And he was like, you go, girl. Like, honestly, JJ has never doubted or tried to impede, like, my creative juices from flowing. He's just like, you do it. Go for it. I'm here. I'm here for you. I support you. When I wanted to start a business, he's like, yep, do it, girl. 
And I was like, I'm going to go to Panama and do some public speaking. All right, I'm going to go to Spain and do some public speaking. And he was like, I'll come with you. I'm going to close my business. Okay, I want to write. Okay, I want to anything. Like, I think I could tell him I want to climb Mount Everest. And he'd be like, awesome. (laughs) So, you know, to JJ, to see me grow, it feels like, it feels to me at least, it makes him happy. And likewise, you know. I've been through a lot of different projects with JJ, like the farming and the tractors and the construction. And, the, you know, there's just been a lot of, you know, different things that we've both tried and been successful at, at some, failed at others. And we've never, you know, we've never criticized the other for that. We're just like, you can do it. Let's do this. And I feel like in that sense, we definitely let each other grow on their own, you know, and when we're side by side. And I definitely know that, you know, we're not the same person. You know, I'm never going to wake up on a Saturday and be like, I can't wait to play golf. That's just not, that's never going to be me. But that's JJ. Like if you ask him, I've asked him actually before, if you had a free day, like a day to do anything you want, your kids are taken care of, there's no work to be done. Like the house is fine. Like what would you do? Play golf, obviously. Like that's not even... There's no, there's no hesitation there. Play golf. That's it. And um, for me, you know, the answer is completely different. I'd probably be like cuddle up in bed with my computer and a book and like probably maybe read a book on my computer and like write and I don't know, mess with my ConvertKit account or something. Like that is fun for me. May- record a podcast episode. Like that's the kind of stuff that I want to do on my free time. Very different from JJ's and that's okay. And I'm not like trying to interject myself into his golfing. Like, I'm not like, I'm going to learn to play golf and I'm going to come with you every single time. And you know, he likes to play golf with his friends and that's fun. And I'm like, you know, JJ, I have a book club tonight at my house and we're going to do this and this. So I need you to stay upstairs with the kids. If you don't mind, he's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, no problem. You know, there's a, a very strong, like mutual respect of, separate lives and interests and hobbies. We don't need to be all up in each other's business. And that's something that one, I think I have learned from JJ because I wasn't so good at that before him. And two, that I appreciate so much. It has given me life. It has given him life. And I'm so grateful for that lesson. And there's this quote by Khalil Gibran, which really explains this. And to be completely transparent, I just had to YouTube how to pronounce that name. Okay. Khalil Gibran in The Prophet, which is a book that I'm reading that so many people have told me to read in the past and I haven't gotten around to it and I feel absolutely dumb for not reading it before. But there's this amazing quote on love and marriage and relationships that I wanted to share here. It's a little long, so stick with me, but it is so worth it. And in The Prophet, Khalil Gibran says, Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. Isn't that a beautiful quote? And it makes me feel like, you know, I could have just recorded just that quote and said everything that I said in the rest of the episode, because that quote basically summarizes this entire thing that I've been saying. And it's a lot to unpack, but, you know, 
It says a lot of beautiful things. Let each other be alone. Have fun together. But let yourself be alone. You know, as long as you're kind of playing the same music, you know, have the same ideals, the same values, let each other do their thing. Give your hearts, but the other person doesn't own it. Only God can own you and your heart. Be together, but you don't have to be all up in each other's business again, you know? And I love this, for the pillars of the temple stand apart. Isn't that true? You know, and that's basically what JJ and I have to do with this family, you know? Everybody has their role, right? And we definitely don't conform to like the typical male, female gender roles, right? In mom and dad or whatever, but we're very, you know, understanding and, and, and go with the flow with that kind of thing. But, you know, we definitely have to sometimes play good cop, bad cop or whatever, right? The two pillars of the temple stand apart to hold that temple together. And that's kind of JJ and I holding the family together. We are together, but we don't, if we just one pillar, it'll fall. We need to be two separate pillars to hold the family together. And that makes so much sense to me. And then again, the part about the trees, which I shared earlier, you know, much less eloquently than Khalil Gibran in The Prophet. And he says, I'll, I'll read it again. The oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. You know, never, ever, ever make somebody feel like they're in your shadow. To be in a successful relationship, you build the person up. You know, you don't tear them down. And, and like I said at the beginning, you know, all of this that I'm sharing, I'm not an expert at. JJ's not an expert at it. But there's, you know, first of all, so much to be learned all the time. And I love spending the time to learn it because it's important. If this is not our practice life, then we have to do our best during this life today, right? And I love reading about relationships so that I can make my relationship better, so I can make life this, you know, real, not practice, this real one chance life better for JJ and for me. And then as kind of a waterfall effect for our kids too, because they're watching. Not only are they experiencing, you know, either the tension or the tenderness between us, right, every day, but they're also forming ideas in their own minds of what a successful relationship looks like. And I want them to have good ones, right? I want my babies to be well taken care of and to take good care of their families and their wives. Well, I have two boys, so they're wives. So um, it's important. And I want JJ to feel happy all the time. Is that possible? Probably not. But a lot of the time, a lot of the time, especially today, I gave him extra hugs today on his birthday. But, you know, everyone deserves extra hugs every day. You know, there's this quote from one of my favorite books. You've heard me mention it like so many times on this podcast. It's called The Jesuit Guide to Almost Everything by Father James Martin. And, you know, in it, he tells a story about a remarkable Catholic saint called Alphonsus Rodriguez. And St. Alphonsus, he's, this is a beautiful story. It's very short. That he says that when he worked as a porter... Whenever, you know, the bell would ring or they'd hear somebody at the door, each time he opened the door, Brother Alphonsus said to himself, I'm coming, Lord. And, you know, like saying, like somebody rang my doorbell right now and I was like, I'm coming, Jesus. You know, which sounds kind of ridiculous if you think about it, but, you know, he was saying this to himself. And what it did was it reminded him to treat each person with as much respect 
as if it were Jesus himself. And not just respect, but I'm assuming love, you know? If Jesus showed up at your front door, which kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies right now, but um, you probably would treat him differently than if it was me or, you know, some stranger from the internet or, you know, your kid who's screaming upstairs because they want more snacks or your husband who wants to watch a show and you're tired and you just want to sleep. You know, the point is, if we were to treat everybody the way that Brother Alphonsus was treating everyone who rang his doorbell, right? If we were to treat our spouses, our partners that way, how incredible would our relationships be? And there's something else that I read in the Jesuit Guide to Almost Everything that said, you know, that giving people the freedom to be who they are is a form of love. You know, it says, I love you for who you are, not for who I want you to be. You know, we're constantly in relationships trying to change the other person. And first of all, that don't work. Second of all, you know, if you do that, you're not really respecting and revering the person that God created. Because if you believe that God created all of us, first of all, if you don't believe that, like, this is probably not the podcast for you. But, <laughs> you know, if you believe that God created us all, then... If you're trying to change someone, you're not respecting and revering the person that God created. And of course, we can all strive to improve over time. We all want to be better people, more loving, but we don't have to tear each other down. So we can inspire others to live a more godly, you know, love-filled life. But you got to respect and revere who they are. You know, so I try to remember that. And like I said, I'm no expert. But that's the whole point. That's why I'm here sharing this on the podcast, because I'm not an expert. I'm just trying to figure it out day by day and hopefully, you know, make some kind of a difference in your day. Hopefully help you improve your relationship if you're in one. And if you're not in one, your relationship with everyone, you know, it's the same. Allow everyone in your life to grow alongside you. Don't tangle with them. Let them grow on their own. Be together, but don't be too together. Don't stand too near. You don't have to have the same ideas about everything. You can let each other be their own person and share joy together and treat them as if, you know, it was Jesus coming to your door. Now, there's a ton more that I could share about marriage and love and JJ. I could talk about JJ forever, but I'm not going to do that. You know, you've been listening to this happy birthday podcast episode for 21 minutes so far, and I'm very grateful that you tuned in. I'm going to share, you know, I'm reading right now a really interesting book called Love and Respect uh, about relationships and marriage. And I've been listening to podcast episodes and stuff like that. So I'm going to finish reading a couple things that I am, you know, doing my own little personal research on for marriage and relationships. And I will record another episode in a month or two. And we'll continue talking about marriage and relationships. But for now, Thank you for listening to this happy birthday episode for JJ. And to JJ, happy birthday. I love you very much. And I hope you don't mind me kind of word vomiting on my podcast about you. Kind of a 50-50 chance that you might not like this, but oh well, it's done. It's done. I'm pressing publish. So, you know, I hope that to everyone listening, JJ included, I hope that this helps you in some way, kind of helps to set the reset button on a relationship that might be a little stale, that might need a little extra hugs, need a little extra love and respect, uh, need a little extra 
you know, treating it like if it was Jesus, you know, I know that sounds kind of funky, but if you try it, imagine your phone rings and it's your spouse or your partner. And you're like, I'm going to treat this person as if it was Jesus himself, you know, I promise your approach will change. So anyway, Thank you for listening to episode 21 of the Kin Podcast. I am so grateful for you tuning in. And as always, I want to, you know, ask you to please hop on over to iTunes and give a review. It would be, it would make my day. And JJ's day for his birthday. JJ needs reviews as birthday gifts. Okay. That's what we are officially asking for as a family. And that would make me really, really happy and help other people who might enjoy the show find it. Honestly, reviews are the best thing that you could do for me. Um, so thanks so much. And always, always a little shout out to the Callejas family who provided the music and the voiceover for the intro. Mario and Tate are amazing. You can look up Mario's music on Spotify, Mario Callejas on Spotify. He's amazing. One of my bestest, bestest friends, but honestly, an incredible musician. Yellow is the song you hear on the show, and it's my favorite. I sing it all the time in the car. It's really should be embarrassing, but it's not. I just love it so much. I just sing it full volume. My kids are used to it by now. What else? And I would love to connect with you on Instagram. Hit me up at Kin the Studio on Instagram and let me know what you think about relationships. I'm going to post a very beautiful photo of JJ in a little bit. My favorite picture of J-Dog on Instagram. And I would love to know what you thought about the episode and what are your thoughts on marriage or relationships? Do so you have a favorite quote you want to share with? A favorite lesson? Something that has happened that has really helped you? Something you're struggling with? We'll be there. Hanging out on Instagram, Kin the Studio on Instagram. Hit me up. All right. This is Marcela, your host, signing out.